Hello and welcome to the NK News. This is a rough and ready, super fast podcast recorded on Monday morning, the 20, what are we, 7th of uh, April 2020. Uh, it's uh, King's Day in the Netherlands, but you wouldn't know it because no one's celebrating. They're all under lockdown for COVID-19. But we're here not to talk about King's Day in the Netherlands, but what the heck is going on up in North Korea with Kim Jong-un? How's his health status? And so that's why uh, we're here today, because I keep getting calls, texts, Facebook friend requests from people I haven't heard of in years uh, asking me, what's happening up north? So joining me here today, we've got two of the finest journalistic minds at uh, NK News. We've got Chad O'Carroll. Hi there. And we've got Jongmin Kim. Good morning. Good morning. So thanks for joining me today. So Gosh, where do we start? Well, I guess the big one, is he still alive? Yeah, we don't know. Um, I do think, though, by this stage, if I had a gun over my head, I would say he is alive, um, but he's got undergone some kind of medical treatment that has, you know, it's made it impossible for him to make appearances. I think the fact that we've now seen five or six text-only activities that he's mm. conducted uh, since last Monday when uh, all of this really started to pick up is suggestive. Wait, Had there only been a week? When did Daily NK come out with that story? It was Monday night. I'll do a quick briefing on oh, what please. happened. Yes. Okay. Uh, so what happened first is that Daily NK, which is based in Seoul, they reported that uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un uh, went through a cardiovascular procedure. Mm-hmm. Ads. Which could be putting a stent in or doing an angioplasty or something like that. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean open heart surgery, right? They use the word procedure, not surgery. Yes, there was some b- debates about whether it's a procedure or surgery, ah. but and other media outlets used the term surgery as well, which created confusion. Mm. At first, it was April twentieth when Daily NK reported on it. They said that the hospital located near Mount Myohyang, the Hyangsan Hospital, um, Kim Jong Un went there on April twelfth to do some sort of surgery. Um, Is that a special hospital reserved for the elite of North Korea? That's what they said, but I'll talk about it later. But Ministry of Unification said that it's not true. Ah. Um, And then they said that uh, Kim is reportedly under the care of doctors at the Hyangsan Villa near the hospital. After that, Reuters a day later picked the story up and it was on wire and right that was on tuesday then, that was on tuesday 21st, which is before the english language version of the daily nk story went up on their own website because they have a bit of a lag between the korean stories and the english stories i think so it was a few hours before the reuters was already out yeah, yeah but the tuesday morning reuters picked that up and then a few hours later cnn quoting their own source which was u.s official they mm. said that U.S. intelligence is monitoring mm-hmm. the intelligence that Kim Jong-un may be in grave danger. But then the headline was yeah. uh, Kim, U.S. official dot dot Kim Jong-un in grave danger, which also created confusion. And then after that, it spiraled. Mm. And all the rumors about Chinese doctors and where he is. It and started, French doctors. And French doctors. And Wonsan, they all came up in the next two or three days. Yeah. Yeah, and then by by uh, the weekend, which we've just had there, so Saturday there was that story about a train being spotted out there in Wonsan, uh, and then uh, CNN's Will Ripley tweeted something about, um, what did he say again, that it, it doesn't prove whether or not Kim is alive, but it's a more solemn way of traveling, sort of uh, uh, implying that it may be a way that you would move a body across from Wonsan to Pyongyang if, you know, for a burial or something like that. So we, we have, as you say, we've spiraled from a single-sourced 
story uh, from Daily NK last Monday saying that there'd been a procedure, he's in Myohyung Sun, that's it, and then it's just stepped up and up and up and, and uh, everyone wants the clicks, of course. Um, and then it spiraled up to the deathbed story. Some of the Chinese rumors uh, talked about how Kim, there were Chinese doctors who were flying into North Korea to do some sort of surgery on Kim Jong-un. 50? Yes. And also there were a different line of rumor that said that a North Korean doctor was too afraid to do a surgery on Kim Jong-un um, and he was nervous and blah, blah, blah. And then a lot of media outlets started getting out headlines about how Kim Jong-un may be dead. Mm. When did that start? Well, there, were, there was I was getting text messages on um, early Friday morning, which basically said that he's already dead um, and the North Koreans are going to announce it later today. I, I was hearing these kind of things from multiple people and credible people mm. but in all cases they were passing on secondhand information that and they they also expressed skepticism and said you know i can't be sure about this um, but it was enough for us to take it seriously and we actually held a, a contingency meeting at nk news on friday morning just to discuss like how we would respond if this news is actually accurate and that's right that meeting bumped up my or bumped back my uh, podcast recording with mike breen yes apologies <laughs> uh <Jacko. laughs> but uh yeah it, 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 you know no smoke without fire people often say um and we have had that though i should uh, jump in there and say back in 1986 there was a story that went uh, through South Korea that Kim Il-sung had died. That, of course, turned out not to be the case. Now, when, when Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il did um, pass away, uh, the official announcements came within 48 hours. Am I right on my history there? Yeah, on Kim Jong-il, he died on uh, the 17th, and it was announced on the 19th okay. of December 2011. And famously, no intelligence service in the world was aware right. that he had died. So it just shows why we should take yep. rumors like these with a big pinch of salt because if there was a 48-hour period with the death of a leader and no one had figured that out, how are we supposed to put confidence in very specific rumors about a North Korean doctor who was getting nervous and uh, cutting through uh, Kim's chest and then having to take nine minutes instead of two? You know, there's been a lot That's of... very specific. Yeah, a lot of very... And uh, Kim's health is is top, top secret. Uh, even in in his in inner circles, I would imagine. So I I, I think there's reason to be skeptical. Um, that being said, there were there were there, the reason this has got traction is because there was a lot of unusual activity um, the week before. Everyone knows that he wasn't there on April fifteenth for the which is the day of the sun and day of the sun biggest holiday of the year. The the weird thing was though the day before that on April fourteenth we had a South Korean. Uh, uh, government Ministry of National Defense held a background briefing for mm. journalists at 2 p.m. to announce details of uh, cruise missile testing. Um, now, I've been asking people in government here and other journalists, but this to me, I've never once in my life re recalled a time when South Korea has held a background briefing to reveal details of a cruise missile test. Normally, missile tests are re revealed in real time through alerts from JCS, from the US, from the Japanese. Um, and then they were they were peppered with all these details about um, air defense exercises involving Sukhoi jets. Um, also, we don't normally hear about those kind of things. And then the next day on the 15th in North Korea, there was no mention whatsoever of any of these tests, let alone Kim Jong-un potentially being at one. And that for me only 
occurs if a test was unsuccessful they will not report on it mm. um but there was no indication it was unsuccessful where am i going with this i i just feel that that was a very set of unusual events in north korea and let's say that kim jong-un did have health treatment um by them potentially putting out a test the day before it could be seen as an effort to make it look like there's it's still business as usual that he's he's still going around the country attending uh missile tests and so on but yeah i just found the whole thing very very odd wait so the background briefing was in south korea Mm -hmm. for a missile test that took place around 7 Mm a.m on the 14th of april so we had the 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 background briefing five or six hours later yeah now it should be we should remember that it was the South Korean parliamentary election the next day. So that mm. may have had something to do with it. It may have been a decision to not panic people. And, and so this could be completely unrelated, but um, followed by the no absence, or the, by the absence of Kim Jong-un on the 15th. And then also the absence of any information whatsoever on the Wonsan Kalma tourist project. Which was supposed to be finished by April 15th. Yeah, and which is a pet project of Kim Jong-un which Kim Jong-un personally delayed twice. We're now in a territory that is past the, the third date of completion. And all we've seen today in the Rodong Shinman was a, a letter of thanks, right, to, to the workers for that. But no, no details on that project. Also very, Wait, very let, let me jump in here and, and ask Jong-min, because you had your hand up before and it looked like you were bursting to say something. Oh, I was going to talk about the specificity of the information that were coming out of all these rumors. Because right. that's all, that was also very weird, because if the Chinese doctors went into North Korea and it was led by some sort of Chinese officials, why are they letting this rumor um, you know, not deleted. It's China. And ah, so it was going around on the Weibo or whatever, and and the, and the Chinese state uh, wasn't uh, blocking it all out and, and deleting those. Uh, I don't. Messages. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that they were censored that much. And also, like, if North Korean um, officials trusted China, Chinese doctors to come in, why would the Chinese government let those kind of things leak? Yeah. What was the source for the uh, for that? Uh, the level of detail about the cutting open Kim Jong-un's chest and taking nine minutes rather than 12 or whatever. Where was that supposedly coming from? From one of the doctors? I don't know the exact provenance of that, but I do know um, I heard it first on Friday. But it was the thing is, it, there, were, there were aspects of that story which we'd heard on Tuesday. Mm. For example, there was a, a, on Monday or Tuesday a story that Song Tao had led a delegation of 50 people uh, medical people into North Korea. And then by Friday, that had become a story where a North Korean doctor had done the surgery, but um, taken too long. He was nervous. And then this team of 50 suddenly arrived to to, to help, and it, but it was too late. So, I mean, there there's in what British parlance we call Chinese whispers in American, and I think you say telephone. a game of telephone. It seems to me that that's what there are like, some stories that have been published or shared on social media that then go round and around and and actually reach credible sources and credible sources then ask journalists like myself and others and then that in turn makes us look into it more when 
maybe there is a, 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 a you know a shred of of truth in some of these but it's really hard to know where that was right the reuters article the exclusive article was a bit confusing to me because it said exclusive and they quoted um, chinese sources but the content of what the sources were saying were really similar to what was going on on weibo yeah mm. and so to me that could mean and having experienced this myself it could just simply mean that some Chinese sources came across that rumor. Reuters asked them about it and they said, yeah, we've heard that. But maybe they were too proud to reveal that they'd heard it through Weibo, for example, mm. the, Chinese, the Chinese sources. So I, I don't know. I, I take that with a, with a pinch of salt. And um, having spoken to uh, a uh, very respectable China-based specialist who goes to North Korea five, six times a year, he thought it was ludicrous, the idea that China, the Chinese would be invited to help with something like this. And I, I've spoken to Dr. Lankov, and he also thinks the, the North Koreans have a huge disdain for China um, beneath all the positive optics we've seen in the last two years, and the Chinese would be the last that they would invite. So, again, But they would get there faster than French doctors. South Koreans would also get here very fast. Well, yeah, but they wouldn't allow a South Korean doctor to uh, to operate actually operate, operate not even a procedure. Well, tell us about, what is it with the, the French doctors? What's the history of that? So uh, we would, just on the South Koreans, I, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I, really? No, I, I, I would say it would be more likely than, just personally speaking, yeah. I think more likely than Chinese. Um, and I think, but then they'd have to go through the demilitarized zone, which would take an approval process through well, uh, the you UNC. You, in, you interviewed a gentleman that was doing that secretly uh, twenty-five times, fifty times back in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, so uh, Pak Chol on in the nineteen eighties, yeah. but of course that was all prearranged. But if if they just got a, you know, if Moon just got a call from someone in Pyongyang and says, uh, uh, "Hey, my brother's sick, uh, can you send up a, a couple of doctors?" He might have offered. I, I mean, asked Little House and they didn't. They couldn't confirm if hmm. Moon used the hotline. Yeah, because wow. yeah, we were wondering, has he? This would be a time to use the hotline. Yes, right? but so. if you can't call Kim, who would he be calling? Yeah, right. and you'd but, also need advanced knowledge. I yep. mean, the, the, these stories, a lot of them fall apart when you start to logically think about the timelines mm. and so on. But I don't know. I, I'm broadly skeptical of China, and um, I wouldn't necessarily discount hmm. South Korea, even though it's low probability. The, the thing about the French doctors, yeah. the thing about this whole story that is is so bizarre is that in early February, pretty much 80% of this, the, the nutshell of this story was being re released by Japanese and Korean YouTube bloggers. Cardiac what? treatment. Really? French doctors had been flown in. In early February? In early February. Hmm. Also in 2014, there were rumors in the financial, South Korean financial district rumors that uh, Kim Jong Kim Jong Un was brain dead. Yeah, and it was all very similar. When was this? Sorry, 2014. Oh gosh, six years yeah. ago. So last weekend was it? Last weekend when I was texting you. About, yeah, someone texted me in Korean something about how Kim Jong Un was brain dead, mm. and then Jong Min found like that part of the text was an exact match to a rumor from 2014. But I just find it how, how could there be this exact rumor of cardiac stuff in yeah. early February, right? And details of foreign delegations of doctors coming in, and then we we're, we're suddenly going through the whole thing again less than two months later. Maybe there was two. And it was the same in two thousand eight too. Yes. So all that we really know for certain is that that one uh, Kim Jong Un hasn't been seen in public since before uh, the Day of the Sun. So since April early to mid April. Oh, April eleventh was his last Politburo public meeting. Right. Okay. 
uh, and that his train, his own personal train, has apparently been spotted by uh, commercial satellite uh, photography over there in Wonsan, which is a place that we know that Kim Jong Un likes to visit. Uh, I think he has a holiday house out there. Not surprisingly, also Wonsan Kalma and Wonsan Kalma, which is that big project, which is his own personal project. So those are really the only two things that we know for sure. Is that more, uh, Jong Un? Yes. I have more from this morning. It's ah. actually from Minister Minister of Unification. He said the that, South Korean ministry for our listeners. Mm-hmm. So he said that it, it was very rare interview that they that he did. He usually doesn't come out. Oh, the to, minister himself. Yes. Oh. Um, I, I I think maybe he felt that he has to cut the noise a little bit. Yes. So he so he came out and said that we that South Korea has enough intelligence capacity. Mm to uh, confidently say that there is no special movement in North Korea. And then they they went through different sorts of intelligence assessment that Kim Jong-un appears to be uh, just, you know, staying alive business as usual. And mm. this tracks with what U.S. officials said earlier to Tonga Ilbo, where he said that Kim Jong-un was spotted walking around in one's hand. Oh, by... A uh, U.S. official. A U.S. official spotted him. I guess it was satellite imagery. Okay. They didn't explain how they right. saw him detected Kim mm-hmm. Jong Un walking around, but that person said that it was between April fifteenth and the twentieth. And ah. Moon Jong In last uh, last night. Yes, who I've had on the show before. Yes, on Fox News, he's an advisor to South Korean President Moon Jae In, yeah. and he said that Kim Jong Un is alive and well, quote unquote, and well, mm, alive and well, mm. and that he stayed in Wonsan since April thirteenth. That's also very detailed. So he's been there for well two weeks now, isn't it? Yeah, he's been there April since April thirteenth. Yeah, it's exactly two weeks. And that timeline sort of matches with what we know because he was gone since Politburo meeting on April. 11th and right. the Daily NK said that he got the procedure on April 12th. So, also, that, so that would all suggest, I mean, that doesn't rule out that he's had an operation. It doesn't rule or a out procedure. that there were health problems. Yeah. But another thing is that Ministry Minister of Unification also said that it makes no sense that Kim Jong-un would go to that Hyangsan hospital to take mm. uh, take such surgery or go through such procedure because he says that he refers to Hyangsan Jinyo-so, Hyangsan hospital, as yeah. something like a Pogonso, like a public public health facility. Yes. And he says that there is no equipment ah. in that hospital to go through such complicated procedures. So right. he says that it makes no sense. Uh, there was also a story that was going on. I think it was reported by uh, Bradley Martin. I, I got it sent to me part of it by a text from somebody else that said that uh, sort of backing up the idea that he'd, he'd had a procedure uh, and he was in one side recovering and he was having meetings about how to respond to the uh, electoral result here in South Korea that we had uh, on the, the 15th of April vis-a-vis inter-Korean relations. It's a long, long meeting, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think meetings, plural perhaps, but... Uh, what we haven't mentioned is that we, we had the, the big uh, general election here on the, 8th, the 15th of April. Uh, President Moon's party got a big boost from that, and he's trying to sort of forge ahead with inter-Korean relations. Today is the, as well as King's Day in the Netherlands, it's the second anniversary of the Panmunjom meeting between uh, President Moon and, and Kim Jong-un and, and their Panmunjom declaration. Uh, there's no scheduled event today, is there? Just one. From uh, the by, south side? Yes. Yeah. Just a railroad reconnection celebratory right. meeting, but North Korean officials are reportedly not attending. Right, and of course it's hard to uh, to even talk to the North side because that liaison office isn't open. Yeah, but, and also people said that 
people were like seeing this as a milestone whether or not to check if Kim Jong-un's alive by seeing whether or not he would visit the liaison office or whatnot but then I don't think it makes sense because even he even if if he, if he was alive and well he wouldn't be attending any no. of these inter-Korean uh, pro-engagement sort of thing after the relations soured right and, and especially after asking the South Koreans to come and you know shut help shut down Kumgang San and the, the tourist facilities there and bring all the, the gear and equipment back I don't think it's likely, but I, I mean, it, this is um, one other interesting thing. Is uh, I got to say, CSIS. I listened to. They had a podcast on Friday about this. They oh, beat, no. they, they beat us. They're ahead of us. <laughs> so good, good job, uh, Victor Char and Zumi Terry. <laughs> <laughs> but Doctor Char, he he actually pointed out um, something I found interesting on what Trump has been talking about. This ah he, yes, he pointed out that when Trump was asked by a reporter on Thursday whether he had had a communication with Kim Jong-un, mm. Trump basically said, I don't want to talk about that. And, oh. and Victor was basically saying that that seemed notable to him because mm. um, it could mean that he's that they tried and failed to get in contact. Um, you know, they, they do have a working communications channel. I was about to ask you about that. outside of foreign ministry. Oh, and so it's not through the UN mission. Well, it's thought they have the UN mission as one, one, uh, one communications channel that, and the other one, I'm not entirely sure how it works, but I've been told that there are two. I don't know how the second one works, but they, they, they okay. seem to have a way of getting messages directly. Yeah, for sure there are. In fact, I know that the letters that we have seen from the White House to uh, Kim Jong-un, mm. a, a source told me that only a, a very low number of those were done through the New York channel. Uh-huh. Well, and don't forget there's also the Twitter channel. So perhaps there's a third channel, right? That when, when Trump does tweet something direct to Kim Jong-un or about Kim Jong-un, someone in Pyongyang is sitting there monitoring that and those messages do apparently get passed up the chain. Yeah, and, and again, this is also... Bear in mind that on um, last Sunday, uh, Donald Trump said that he had received another letter from Kim Jong-un. And within within less Sunday, than right and so within, that's and on the, on the monday 19th. the north korean foreign ministry had responded and said hang on a minute no we didn't and then trump probably just confused it for a you know the dates or something like that but given that the north koreans responded in 24 hours yes to that yeah. is it not unusual that trump has talked twice last week yeah. about kim jong-un's health and they've not responded and of course you know uh, apart from Trump, the media has gone absolutely uh, just crazy about this story and they haven't responded. And what they did do on their YouTube uh, channel, uh, Echo DPRK, which regularly uploads videos from North Korea, they uh, uploaded one on the weekend that said, are the rumors true uh, about panic buying? That was the focus. Miss Una? Yes, Miss Una, right. Uh, she yeah. puts together these great videos. We very, very, very flattered. Yeah, that, that was in response to the article <laughs> ah. we did on panic buying. What was very odd is when I published that about four or five hours later, Cole Noodle fan, our favorite Twitter user, posted some apparently older footage of people walking around Pyongyang department store number one, where yeah. no, which is kind of a not a very good example of a normal shop in Pyongyang. Right. And they said, oh, this is fake news. And then I was very flattered that two days later... They put together a whole video. A whole video, which actually proved the story because they interviewed a lady on that, that which said that the prices of imported foods had gone up. We're digressing here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Sorry. I have a point to make about that. Yeah, yeah please. About um, COVID-19. Okay. 
Um, the reason why I think journalists should be more cautious about drawing conclusions from certain indicators is because it's very, very possible um, that those are not cause and effect relationships. It could be correlations. And there are too many black box um, regarding North Korea right now. And one of that is COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, certain indicators that we see right now, it may not be because just because of Kim Jong-un's health or whatnot, but yep. also could be because of COVID-19. Right. Okay, but did, was, didn't we also report a story, was it last Friday, that things appeared calm in both Pyongyang and Dandong, right, Chad? All sources I've been speaking to in both locations persistently even through the weekend, they say everything's very calm. It's unusually calm. So no signs that these rumors have been uh, spinning out of control, creating social right. issues, it's, it's the rest of the world, just yeah. not in North Korea. Yeah. yeah, and what we do know about the the panic buying, which just really focused on foreign products, at the time I thought, oh, this, this must be related to rumors about Kim Jong-un's health. Mm. But then the Daily NK had an article which seems to s- explain it, which said the following day that a some kind of edict had been passed on last last week Sunday which uh-huh. basically said that North Korea will abandon not be importing any uh, anything but the most essential products for the rest of the year which would have tri- like if that had been distributed through some kind of semi official channel on mass to people it would have explained that very well but mm-hmm. just just it, we should point out though that North Korean media doesn't hasn't in the past responded directly ever uh, to questions about the leader's health. Like during, when Kim Jong-il had the stroke, mm. they, they had no specific response in 2014 when he was away for 40 days and re-emerged with a cane. There was a similar level of hysteria uh, to, to what's happening now and the North Koreans never responded specifically to that. So, I, you know, the, the, thing, the thing that they have shown a persistent urge to respond to though is donald trump stuff so for me it's a little unusual that mm. don one don has talked about these two things don um like your friends yeah. first name yeah. basis <laughs> <laughs> how are you donnie if you're listening i did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i hope you well sir <laughs> well yeah i i so you think that he, if he were to come out and say, look, I'm a bit concerned about my friend Kim Jong-un. I haven't heard well, he's, from he's him kind lately. Of said and, that. He's kind of said that. Okay, but no response. But no then. response. Mm. I mean, it would be a great trial balloon for both the South Koreans and, and Americans to put something out there like about him mm. to try and elicit some kind of response. In fact, I think that may explain some of the the very public remarks from certain figures. Chongwen, has President Moon said anything directly about this whole uh, kerfuffle? No. Okay. Has any of the spokespeople from the White House, uh, Blue House, said anything? Blue House have been saying that there is no special movement detected. Mm-hmm. And it's in line with what uh, Moon Jong-in and the Minister of Unification said. Uh-huh. And anything from the NIS? They didn't. I, I don't think they say anything on record. Mm-hmm. But then I saw some back briefing where they said the same thing, that there's no special movement detected. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Just because there's no special movements detected doesn't mean that. Oh, but then um, mm. today, Minister of Unification said that when they say there's no spe- special movement detected, yep. they mean it after going through intelligence, many different types of intelligence yep. um, that they can confirm to the to the to just, the public. Just, uh, they, just to bear in mind, uh, our website was the first to break the news about the new North Korean foreign minister and. South Koreans didn't get that. Uh-huh. So if, if we have a gap even between our website and, yeah. and and what the MOU is saying publicly and, and knows and what MOFA knows, 
How can they know about Kim Jong himself? Well, this is the thing about North Korea issue. Sometimes, when certain media outlets headline go viral, yep. it's because they quote government official. But when it comes to North Korea, government officials, even government officials, they don't know what's going on in North Korea. Right. When when Kim Jong Il died back in uh, late 2011. Were there movements, were there troop movements or were there lockdowns or things that people could see from afar and say, ah, something's going on and then then you, you know? I don't, I wasn't tracking it as closely as I am now, so I, 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 I wouldn't be able to answer that. I don't remember reading anything about sudden hmm. military movements. But Do you, Jong-un? I don't remember about Kim Jong-il or Kim Il-sung, but then a few days ago, Joseph Dutrani said that it's not any, they don't really detect any military movements. Tae Yong-ho was saying uh, just a day or two ago that when he was in Pyongyang and Kim Jong-il's death was announced, they were just called in. The foreign ministry said well, there's going to be a special announcement. And then they were themselves watching the same TV announcer that everyone else in North yep. Korea. So the point being that even in the foreign ministry, there were in North Korea, there was no uh, leading indicator that this this had happened. I wonder if the military would be a bit different though, because of the whole um, emphasis on security and uh, and making sure no one does anything uh, off script. That the, the the military might get it first and then order everyone to, you know. Um, look out for South Korean incursions or interference or something like that. You mm-hmm. know? But then the U.S. military official came on record to say that there is no no, no special movements detected. Right, not now. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that sort of means that there is no uh, emergency. But for me, the, this whole thing on, on uh, April 14th was an unusual military. We, we had cruise missile tests that were... Information was released in a very bizarre way in South Korea, which I... I but is the bizarreness the North Korean part or the South Korean part? What's the, Help me understand the, that. The, well, it's on all sides. So it's the way the South Koreans release the information. I've yep. ne- I, I don't remember them ever doing it like that. Secondly, it's the fact that they didn't just talk about missile tests. They then peppered it with details of unrelated air defense drills, one or two. It was, there was a, even question mark. It wasn't very clear. Um, and these are things that we never normally hear about in background briefing. Oh, sorry, in MND communications, JCS communications. They don't tend to say there's been a, you know, some conventional air force drills. In North Korea. In North Korea. It mm. was because it was delayed. Reporters, what was delayed? Um, reporters were asking why it took so long for the military to let people know that the missile test occurred because it supposedly happened early in the morning. Right, pre-dawn then, or something? Yeah, but then the press briefing was in the afternoon. Five so hours the rep- later. The, yeah, so the, the reporters were asking, what took you so long? Uh-huh. And then they were explaining how there were additional situations uh-huh. that they had to monitor, so they had to make sure... And they even they said were, they even said border defense exactly. activity up near China. Yeah. And, and then they sort of Which took Which is unusual. Back, that is, um, is odd. They said that Port- there were um, patrol activities, air patrol activities detected around the uh, Sino-DPRK border. And then reporters were like, oh, so today? And they were like, no, not today, but like recently. Hmm. But patrols take place all the time. So I, I found it odd that they were commenting yeah. on that. And then the North Korean silence on all of it, not even a text article to say, you know, we successfully launched our four... Yeah, and, and certainly no video from Erna. Erna, if you are listening, we would like to see you come out and do a video on this, uh, you know, break from tradition and do a little response to the rumors. But just one other thing. So um, someone, a colleague of mine in Beijing pointed out 
the cold noodle fan Twitter account did do something quite interesting, which Go was on. uh comrade Natalie of the Korea uh, Friendship French Association, Association US States. chair. Mm. Um, she posted a very confident tweet on, on the weekend saying Kim Jong-un will be back. Um, everyone will be laughing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, our friend Cole Noodle fan did retweet that, which was huh. to, uh, someone in Beijing said to me, don't, don't find that quite interesting because it's like a, a North Korea controlled Twitter account that is is actually responding through a, a retweet. We see it as a trendy semi-state media. Trendy yeah. semi-state media. That's a, a new term there for media analysis. I think you can put that on the bio. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the Saturday just gone, two days ago, was uh, North Korea Army Foundation Day. Before it got moved to February 8th in 2018. But they still oh, certain, they still mark mark this, but it was just a text. But article. not with celebration. They just use the editorial and just some of the articles dedicated to the history of it. They don't celebrate it like holding events for for the occasion. Okay. So Kim, Kim Jong Un being absent from that was. Oh, so that's quite normal. Okay, so let's. So here we are. We're a week on. Um, we've still got nothing but rumors. When do you expect we'll know something by? I keep telling people that ask me on the uh, Facebook, etc. just wait a couple of days and we'll have a better idea. Well, it's been a week now, so do you think we'd know by the end of this week? Well, we were what we were talking earlier in uh, in the editorial meeting about what would constitute mm. evidence that he is alive. Like, what would be you know rock solid evidence? Well, it would be him holding up a, a newspaper uh, with today's date on it. Yeah, or commenting on well news that is going on. Something that would be or a visit from a foreign dignitary. But if, for example, on Wednesday um, there is a photo of. Kim Jong-un touring a shoe factory, for example, mm -hmm. in Sinuiju. There must be a lot of archive material that the North Koreans have never published. They could, if there was a genuine health issue yep. and he needed a long time to recuperate and they wanted to dampen this speculation, they could potentially fake something. Yeah, it's it interesting that they haven't done that yet, though. Isn't that interesting? But, it, but it's, it's also something I don't think they would necessarily do. One thing you can say about North Korean state media, yes, sometimes photos are doctored, but stuff surrounding the leader, I don't know if anyone would dare to, to yeah. suggest it's fiction. Like if, if this were Saddam Hussein's Iraq, for example, they would have sent one of his doubles to lay a wreath of flowers on the 15th of April, and no one would have known any of Sunglasses, yeah. Yeah, the mustache, the beret, the sunglasses, no one would have known. And, and he didn't have to speak, so it would have been fine. But in North Korea, as you point out, interestingly, that they th there's no messing with with the leader. That they didn't just send out a double of Kim Jong Un in the black leather coat to uh, to put the flowers. And, down. and they, I'm sure they know that whenever then whenever they make their next move with photos or video, there's going to be so much scrutiny. scrutiny. Uh, all the geospatial analysts will be figuring out where it was. Will be there'll be so many data points that people will be looking for. So uh, it would be a, a gamble if, if they were to fake it. It could actually add to uncertainty. Uh, so I think, but then this also raises questions about, uh, there's a whole theory that Kim's bodyguard has uh, contracted COVID. And as a result, mm. as a precautionary measure, he's he's uh, gone off to Wonsan. And, so he needs to sequester himself to avoid yeah. catching the virus. But yeah. if that was the case, it would be dead easy to take a photo of him doing something banal um, right. in Wonsan. And, and there'd be no visual... Weeding the garden. Yeah, so I think that actually discounts the idea that it's just some mm. kind of precautionary measure. And then the, the thing is, if he has had a health problem... When he reemerges, he could there could be telltale signs. You know, for example, if he's had um, some kind of stroke, 
uh, half of his, you know, face may be, you know, paralyzed. Par- yeah. And if he's had some kind of major operation relating to his heart, he's not been able to eat, you know, he may look more gaunt, thinner. Um, so I think that would explain maybe if they wanted to keep the perception among people in the international community that all is well, it could be a risk to put photos out too soon because they may indirectly reveal something. And just to give you an example of um, how they don't mess with Kim, mm. you may remember there was a Rodong Shinman front cover, I think a year or two ago, which was just a huge photo of his face. Um, I and do they remember put that. a really, really high resolution version out, like, I don't know, five, 6,000 pixels Good wide. Man. And when you zoomed in, yeah. blemishes everywhere, like dodgy yellow marks on his teeth. They didn't make any effort to like huh. Photoshop this as they would in South Korea. And so I, I, I do... For, I your do fo- for your passport photograph. So yeah. I've never understood how that how, how doctoring a passport photo is, is culturally allowed here. Mm, yeah, the last time I had some photographs, mate, I had to actually ask the photographer, please don't do any doctoring. Yeah. I'll just have it as is. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. But so they so they released this this high resolution photograph of Kim Jong Un. It's almost like uh, the the portrait of uh, Oliver Cromwell. Remember, he asked the uh, portrait uh, to uh, to paint him warts and all. Yeah, that's where that phrase came from. And so. and and it's been used for a lot of memes that photo since. But yeah, I I think just the the photo stuff makes me believe the COVID story is mm. not true, and that it it does lend credence to the idea that there's been some kind of operation, but it may not be as severe as we think. It may, may be yeah, it could something be. minor ankle-related. Or it could be uh, sending an endoscope up into his heart to check out the status of his ventricles, and he just needs a few days off. We don't know. But we, we should talk about, before we finish, um, the, the possibility of um, if something did happen to Kim Jong-un, if he were incapacitated uh, or in a, in a comatose state, what about a, a regency or a succession? What, what are your thoughts about that? Who would be likely to to take over the reins of power if uh, if Kim were either deceased or incapacitated? Well, the popular line is Cho Ryong Hae and uh, Regent Kim Yo Jong. I was talking about it with Lankov last week, and his belief is, and I tend to probably agree, is that you may see a number of political heavyweights in North Korea suddenly vying for power. And that could result in a bit of a bloodbath, basically. Mm. Where that, that's his thinking, is it? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he believes that's a high-risk um, scenario. The problem with any kind of succession planning now is it's it's almost unthinkable for the North Koreans to talk about an alternative power. And just to give you one anecdote, I, I, I mentioned this on TV or something last week, but when we were in Pyongyang in 2018... We went to a cosmetics factory in Pyongyang and I was asking a question to the um, factory manager and I, I, Kim Jong-un had been there several times, which I found notable given mm. it was a, a, a factory mainly making women's cosmetics. Right. And I, I tried to be witty and I said, oh, do you think um, your Kim Jong-un's wife, Ri Sol Ju, do you think she may have influenced him to take such care and interest in this location? And both the interpreter and the uh, factory managers just looked at me with the most disgusted uh, faces. And the, the interpreter said, how can you ask that question mm. in our country? How, how dare you? I was like, what, what have I done wrong? And, and they said, oh, you know, Kim Jong-un is, is the absolute power. And the implication was, how could his wife possibly have anything uh, to do with this, his, his interest in the area? And so I think that gives you a, a slight taste of the 
like far-fetched nature of discussing discussing alternative bases of power. Jongmin, what do you think about uh, Kim Yo-jong, one of the Pektu bloodline uh, and born of both the same father and mother or, as uh, Kim Jong-un? So she's a, a full sister, not a half-sister in the way that Kim Jong-nam was a half-brother. What do you think? W- would she be... Uh, my money's on Kim Kim Yo Jong. Yeah, it's um. The, she's, she's she's gone up a bit in the rankings in the last year, hasn't she? Yeah, she's back to being an alternate member of Politburo, and she now has a very high profile in the um in the government hierarchy. But aside from that, it's really hard for North Korea to give up the pick to bloodline myth because it's they're vested in it. They rely on it so much. Um, the the personality cult in North Korea, it's a very big pillar in making North Korea stay the way it is. Mm. So it's I think it would be hard to hard not to um, make Kim Yo-jong at least a nominal face of the country. But what I guess is that there would be some sort of um, uh, power battle between different elite coalitions, which happened before too, when Kim Jong-il was dying. Remember all the fights between Chang Song-taek and all the other people? Um, some people were um, supporting Kim Jong-un being a successor and some people were um, supporting some other people. There would definitely be some sort of chaos in the in, among the North Korean high-level officials, whether or not I don't know Choi Ryong Hae. How much yeah. how much power Choi Ryong Hae should have if Kim Yo Jong right. is the successor? Now, as a thought experiment, Jong Win, what do you think if uh, if back in 2018 when Chad was touring that uh, women's cosmetics factory in Pyongyang, if he had asked that question a little bit differently, if he had said, "Do you think that um, the Marshall's sister Kim Yo Jong had perhaps uh, pushed his interest in this direction?" Would he have received such a disgusted backlash to the question? Uh, be- given that Kim Yo-jong is part of the Pektu bloodline, whereas Ri Seol-ju is not. Well, what, just one thing uh, I'll butt in quickly um, that I find notable is Kim Yo-jong wears the badge with her father and grandfather at all times. She doesn't have any special exemption from that, which is quite notable given Kim Jong-un obviously doesn't wear it. Ri Seol-ju doesn't wear it. Ah. Um, so, you know, the, and she's played such an auxiliary role in all these... Um, uh, summits, you know, basically working on protocol issues, hiding behind bushes and, and so on. And so I, I don't, you know, I, I would love to see a woman leader in North Korea, but I don't think it's going to be Kim Yo-jong. What's the, the potential for, uh, you know, for risk or instability if, if all this does turn out to be true and, and Kim is either really unwell, you know, removed from the scene for a while, or even perhaps dead? Well, first of all, there would be the issue of stability in North Korea, Although many people I know, like even experts, they say that they want the regime to, you know, fall down, like regime to fall with Kim Jong-un's health. It would create so much instability in North Korea. And if we look at authoritarian regime history, when one dictatorship falls, another dictatorship follows as well. And with so many uncertainties, it would create uh, so much confusion to U.S. and South Korean intelligence and how they have to deal with potential insurgencies or whatnot that might happen in North Korea. Chad, any thoughts on that? Um, biggest risk if if um, he's uh, passed away is uh, the vacuum it leaves and whoever fights their way into taking power, I think we're, we're, there's, there's quite a high probability it would be violent and... There could be risk of foreign intervention. There's not really much 
foreign coordination at the moment between the, the key countries of concern, given mm. all, all that's happened between Beijing and Washington in the last couple of years. Um, so it's, it's ripe for a bit of a mess. I think people that prefer stability probably hope that he's still alive and kicking and and things can be smoother. But Aidan Foster Carter said it on our website last week. Um, you know, it's a really, it's a surprise how Kim Jong-un is so destructive with his own health. You know, he doesn't take with care of smoking. himself. Uh, with the smoking, the drinking, the eating. Um, the, Lack it's, of exercise. Give, given how much rests on him being leader, yeah. it, it's incredible. Mm. I, mean, I, I know it must be a very stressful and lonely job, and maybe that's a crutch. Yeah. Um, but if if he has had a health problem, uh, maybe we'll see a new healthy side. All right. Well, thanks very much uh, to both Chad and to Jongmin for joining us today for a special uh, rapid and ready roundtable coverage of Kim Jong-un and possible health co- uh, difficulties. And we hope to uh, have you back on the podcast very soon to talk about other developments. And uh, our special thanks to Arias Dare, our post-recording producer genius who cuts out all the extraneous noises, ums and ahs, farts and other sort of sounds. And we will uh, look forward to being back next week. So continue to subscribe to the podcast and get a subscription to nknews.org where you'll find all the latest and most up-to-date specialist journalism on North Korea. Thank you. involved in the production of this podcast were partially funded by the Uni Korea Fund, for which we are extremely grateful.